Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. I am your horror mistress, Anya, and today I have a special guest. I've got Stephanie from Wicked Cat Clothing. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Before we get into anything, if anybody has seen her clothing, go and check it out. I have a picture on my grid of me wearing a shirt that says, will you watch horror movies with me? Or wait, did I say that right? Hold on. I should pull it out here. Let's watch yeah, horror movies yes. together. And, uh, and it is awesome. I absolutely love your clothing. So talk about wicked cat clothing for a bit. Sure. So my inspiration was cats. I've had cats my whole life. And actually, it encompasses my three cats, though, that I've had. Um, so you can see that it's a half skeleton, half regular cat. It represents the skeleton is my very first cat I ever had. He lived till 22. Wow. So he is showing the skeleton part. And then the, he's also was an orange tabby. And then I have a little calico. So she also has those orangish black white colors. And then I have a, a full black mancoon who's 25 pounds. So that represents the black of for the clothing. And I only like black clothing anyway. So I've brought all my cats into my clothing line. And then I also love horror, paranormal, Halloween. So I felt like the logo encompassed everything of that and I also want to pay homage to my pets so one that's passed and the two that I have right now that are alive oh I love that yeah and I've been a designer really my whole life I thought I was going to be the next Donatella Versace and enrolled <laughs> enrolled in the art institute when I was young uh, late teens and that just didn't work out so I've always been in designing something um, I knit and sew as well but this just hit me like I should do this during the pandemic because I'm just sitting here doing nothing <laughs> can't go anywhere so what should I do so I just thought up this logo design the name and then just went with it and it just started with that logo and my name and then I've just iterated from there. And I have a new design slash saying coming out once a month. So I'm always trying to do something creative. Um, I myself can't draw, but I work with an illustrator very closely who can pick up exactly what I'm wanting. Whether it has to do with a horror movie, an animal, paranormal, or what have you. So that's how I go about the designs. Wow, I love that. I love, yeah, the look is very aesthetically pleasing for horror fans. Yeah. So you've nailed that. Yeah, and I also love t-shirts. I live in them. And I just can't find what I'm really looking for, whether it's the fabric or the design. Nothing's ever, I love it, right? So it's also, I'm creating stuff that I love that I think people in this genre would love as well from the material like I'm very picky um, obviously everything comes to me first so I can make sure the material feels good and because I wanted people to be able to sleep in it too not just wear it out I sleep in these too so I want them to be very comfortable so I'm very picky about that 
Um, and because, you know, sometimes you get shirts and they're that very, how do I describe it? Like tight and feels like cardboard type shirts. And I yeah. hate those. And it's, it's not like they call that out when you go purchase it. But then when I get it and it's that crinkly tight, I hate that. So I wanted to create something that I knew would be soft and comfortable and wearable really with anything that you do. So I even have hoodie dresses and I wear those all the time with leggings because, you know, <laughs> we're in the Pacific Northwest. So it's usually cold here. <laughs> yeah, or raining. Yeah. <laughs> so I wear that a lot. You can really dress it up or down. And that's what I was looking for. But I will never do anything in any other color but black. That's just what I'm going with. So that's um, part of my branding. Perfect. It's absolutely perfect for the horror realm. Yes. Yeah, I've been into horror. My first movie was when I was second grade. Is that six? <laughs> it was Pet Cemetery. So I've always loved it. Oh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, yes, Pet Cemetery. So mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So I've been in it since I was a little girl and my grandma was psychic. So none of this is... I just thought of this in my adult years. That's perfect. You are hustling and I love it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I try to. Good. Idle hands, right? <laughs> exactly. Just like that movie, right? With That's Devin right. Sawa. <laughs> <laughs> so then tell people where they can find you. Yeah, so they can find my website at www.wickedcatclothing.com dot com instagram at wicked cat clothing and then i'm on tiktok but i'm actually under myself because i do a lot of things that are different than just my clothing i i rate horror movies i take pictures of cemeteries so you can find me on tiktok at stephanie marie eight two eight eight and that's stephanie with a ph okay so I do share my clothing stuff there, but that encompasses really everything. My pets, cemeteries, horror movies, Halloween. So basically uh, a horror movie fans. Exactly. Yep. Website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love to watch and rate horror movies. So that's, that's awesome. one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> You were in good, good, um, what's the word? Company is company. what I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So it's just something that I have always loved to do. Like I mentioned, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more of I feel like you grew up with this like liking paranormal horror maybe it was taboo to talk about in your family or maybe it wasn't but I feel like everyone that I've met has always been involved or liked it somehow since childhood yep that's been my experience I I yeah I agree with you the only thing I've noticed is some of the people that I work with aren't as into horror but they didn't grow up with it. Mm. So they like it, but they don't live it like, like we do. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So my husband hates it. So I usually have to watch the horror movies during the day while he's at work. Um, unless it's not too scary. 
Does he get scared? Is that yes. Yeah. He gets very scared. Like, he won't watch The Conjuring 3. And I've not heard good things, so I'm actually going to wait until it comes out on Netflix or Redbox. And then I'll watch it. But he wouldn't even watch it then. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a neat dynamic. That, mm-hmm. You know? You guys are so polar opposite that I way. I suppose. <laughs> when it comes to the movies, I wish he liked it better, but... Yeah, you I'm know, with I, you there. I told him, like, it's all, it's what you make of it, right? I don't know. It's it's just really hard to scare me, so I guess I can't really judge people that are scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same as you. I, I never get scared, so when somebody does get scared, I, yeah. I oftentimes will say, why? <laughs> yeah. Why is this scary to you? <laughs> and, like, even with The Conjuring, I realize it's loosely based on a true story. Oh, oh. Most of it's just, like, effects mm-hmm. that they are doing, right? I mean, because things in real life don't just happen, boom, right? Like, when I do paranormal investigations, like, when I moderate those, you don't necessarily see something right away. So the movie's going to pack everything in there, or the show, right? Like, Ghost Adventures. It's going to pack everything in there in, like, an hour or two hours, Oh, absolutely. So, you it's, know all, I mean? it's all for entertainment, too. So absolutely. they're making these big jump scares where where when you're actually doing these investigations, sometimes nothing happens. Or right. sometimes you don't even hear any voices until you go back and listen afterwards. Yeah. So that's what I try and tell him or people that are scared. They're just trying to give you that jump scare. And I actually despise those kind of things. I like a story to... Not because they scare me, just because I feel like it's just a cheap way to throw it in. I like a good story that progresses and has a really good horror, um, like, arc. But it's, it's, it still doesn't scare me necessarily. Um, but that's what I really like. Well, so speaking to that, you are a screenplay writer. Uh, uh, would love to be screenplay writer. Would yes. love to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so talk, talk, is that from your, your love of horror? Is that sort of where that came from and why you want to get into that? Yeah. So I love to write. I used to journal all the time and I actually had with my best friend, I could not make this up. So I've been starting to write this screenplay based off of, actually a really terrible ongoing nightmare you could say that her husband has been going through with um, entities so it's been very interesting to talk to him and I'm literally writing it from his point of view he has no idea and I, I would obviously never use his name or anything but you know, they're separated now because of what's going on. But it's, it's all, like, you just honestly can't make it up. It's, um, so I'm basing this on a very true story. I obviously will add in some other things to fluff it up. But it's actually really happening to someone. Um, it's very interesting. Whenever you visit him, you can feel how demonic his place is oh very wow. eerie so I'm the type of person that doesn't see or hear things I very much feel things so I base everything off of my intuition and that's how I live my life when it comes to paranormal stuff so 
I can't say, tell you I've ever, I mean, I've seen entities once, but other than that, I've never seen anything. And I remember thinking, oh God, why can't I see anything? And I think that that's just not me. Like that's just not my gift. So I'm very big on intuition. I listen to that to a T because I've had massively bad things happen when I haven't listened to my intuition. So that's where I'm at. And I also like protect myself, right? When I go to visit him, I just make sure I don't bring anything home because he, he is very ill. <laughs> so, um, it's a very interesting story. It, it definitely would take many hours to tell. So that's what I'm in the process of writing. <laughs> we'll have you back on once you've written it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. It, yeah. So that's sort of the main topic of our podcast today is screenplays and horror screenplays. And for anybody listening, if you don't know what a screenplay is, I mean, you might have some kind of basic idea, but I wanted to look it up and get a more accurate um, description of what a screenplay is. And basically a screenplay is, it demands extreme clarity and creativity in your visual descriptions. It is a written work for a film TV or other moving media that expresses the movements, actions, and dialogue of characters. So I personally think that a screenplay is more going to be more difficult than to write than a novel or a short story. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think yes. And I would say that it's so hard to elicit how it actually feels when you're there and to put that on paper. Um, because when you're there, you have all these feelings and you want to be able to convey that in your writing. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm also trying to put it in light of people are skeptics, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's reasons why he's doing the things he's doing. And, um, I'm not going to get into it at this moment, but there's a, there's a lot of skeptics. And so I think that's, that's their prerogative, but I'm also trying to, there's two angles that this can come from, uh, mental health, um, and also a possession. Um, again, I can talk about this on a different call cause it is long, but I'm coming from those two different angles. Um, and you know, I think you should have his ex-wife on too. We could talk about it both from my perspective and her perspective. That would be awesome. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, I know I'm being very cloak and dagger and vague about it, but it's just because it's such a long story to tell that's happened over the course of four years. And so my, I'm trying to make my writing reflect the process of his breakdown which is hard, right? Because when you see somebody for so long, almost every week, you don't see a lot of changes, right? But then when a big change happens, like massive what happened and they divorced, I can write about that, but I also want to write about the person he was, if that makes sense, and the progression to the decline. So that's where I'm more tripped up. I can write all about what's happened and how I feel being around him. But I got to get the beginning of the story to flow with the middle, which is what I'm, I'm working on right now, the middle. 
That's awesome. I, I'm sure everybody that's listening right now is going to be super excited to read this. Yeah. And, and have you talk about it. It just sounds so, like, right up our alley. <laughs> right, yeah. And, again, I know I'm being very vague, but unless it's I tell good. the whole story, I, I, it's, I have to be vague at this moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. It's building up tension. Yeah. That's for great. sure. For sure. So... Well, then in the, in the meantime, while we're waiting for your screenplay <laughs> and for that episode, why don't we start talking about our five top favorite horror screenplays? Okay. Why don't you start? All right. First. So my first is going to always be Pet Cemetery because I was such a little girl and I was allowed to watch it with my best friend and I can't forget that. So that's my going to be my top. And because I love animals, I thought it was pretty cool concept that they could come back to life. Sorry if anyone hasn't seen it. But <laughs> um, I, I love that concept. Like if my dead pets could come back to life, that's awesome. But not as a crazy pet, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was scared. I remember being scared. I don't remember being like I couldn't sleep scared. But... I was so excited that I was, what, second grade again? Like I said, I was six. I was maybe six years old and could watch a horror movie or mm -hmm. what was considered a horror movie right back then. And I just remember that guy on the cover. He was probably the creepiest out of all of them. The animals didn't scare me. I thought he scared me. Absolutely. Um, so maybe we will say spoiler alert then for anybody that is. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that is anybody that is listening. Yes. We will we will talk about the movie title first, and if you haven't watched it and we accidentally have spoilers, then we put that spoiler alert out there. Yes. But I agree with you. The cover of the guy that that got run over by the truck, his face. Yeah. Ooh, that was terrifying as a child. Yeah. I mean, now it doesn't scare me, but I do remember that being what really scared me. Mm-hmm. So that'll always be number one in my mind. And I did not like the remake. They did a terrible job. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, for sure. <laughs> I would have um, walked out, except I, you know, paid. And I like to watch movies if I paid. Well, yeah, you kind of want to, you want to follow it through, even if you're uninterested yeah i get that i totally get that that just never came through <laughs> yes <laughs> my um uh, my first top horror screenplay for me is always going to be rosemary's baby 100 okay. percent. i i don't know if you've i read... have that design on my um website yes, i just do. got it oh uh, is it on there should... have i seen it yet i think i've seen it don't quote me. It should be. It will be, be if not. It will be ASAP. Oh, it's just such. Have you read the book? I've not read the book, just seen the movie. It's it's very, very close to the book, which okay. isn't very common in right. horror movies. Usually they have a lot of freedoms. Mm -hmm. But uh, I felt that the adoption from the book, so it was, the screenplay was written by Roman Polanski, but with the author's permission, and he worked with Roman Polanski on it. So I just, it was beautifully adapted, and the movie is just so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mia Farrow does a great job. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those movies as well that you could, it's timeless. You can go back, and it's still eerie, just yeah. everything about it. 
For sure. Same, same thing with Pet Cemetery. Even though the effects don't necessarily hold up to what the younger generations see these days, mm -hmm. they were much more practical effects. And the yeah. story is still very creepy. I was just going to say that I think they were way better at storytelling because they didn't have all the effects to help them with the movies. Mm-hmm. So yes. everything has become all about the visual effects now. Right. And I feel like a lot of storylines really suffer from that. I agree with you. And I still like a lot of, like most of the ones I'm going to tell you are older. Yeah, I believe Maybe that. Maybe kids haven't seen them. <laughs> or they've seen the remake or whatever, the rem right? They've probably seen the remake. God, I'm aging myself. But, you know. <laughs> it's all good. We're uh, this, I think we're right around the same age. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not like elderly or middle-aged, but, you know, I'm like... I'm older than the kids um, that have probably not seen these. And, you know, at the same time, I think that people wouldn't appreciate the story because of all these special effects. There's not such a thing then. But you got to appreciate how great they did with what they didn't have, even the makeup and everything. Even now with makeup, you can enhance it with special effects. So I think that it was even better back then. Yeah, I agree with you. The sister? Oh. Okay, I don't know oh. if I've heard of that. No, no, no. Sorry. The sister in um, uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. Sorry. Her, I was like, her, oh. Her, her back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was pretty creepy. Gross. Super, super creepy. Yeah. So what, what is your next choice? So the next horror movie I saw was The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. uh, Linda Blair forever i love her i reached out to her to see if she'd wear one of my shirts have not heard so if linda blair listens to this please linda blair yeah no kidding i'd love to send you a shirt anyways so i and, and, and join us <laughs> yes please join us um i thought she's that girl actually didn't scare me she didn't scare me i have a picture i've been trying to find it and i want to post it on instagram again i don't know how old i was maybe i was late teen no not late teen excuse me late childhood early teens mm -hmm. um i'm actually trying to mimic her how she turns her head all the way around which i obviously can't but there's a picture of me trying to do it and it's kind of funny because i remember i just i did i was not scared at all i thought the story was fabulous oh, i don't yeah. think anyone can ever remake that and do it to a t like they did even the makeup, I mean, the makeup was spot on. It, yes, the, the practical effects they use, like the pea soup and everything. everything. Yeah, that was on my list as well. I mean, just her head turned around and the makeup on that, that was just, that's, it, when you ask me, what do I see about the extras? I just see that part. She's on the bed. Her head turns. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great story. Um, well, I... I, I I can see that people think people are possessed. Um, I'm not sure how I believe in that whole story per se. Like if it's actually real. Right. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. I think the Vatican covers up a lot. Um, sorry if anyone's Catholic, but I do think a lot of things get covered up and I don't know to the extent though, the exorcisms, what mm -hmm. that actually looks like. Yeah, I would be curious to to know, but I that'll never get released. That would never get released. <laughs> no. I think a lot of it could be mental health, right? They think they're possessed. 
Uh, but I, again, I, I have no idea. I'm sure those are deep in the bowels there somewhere. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I recently did my first um, paranormal investigation with a paranormal investigator, and he kind of got into detail with me about the likelihood of demons actually their their entities or their spirits actually being out in the world mm-hmm. and he he was saying it's very very small um and what you're actually experiencing when you're out doing these investigations it's just it's energy and even though you might be scared of it it isn't the intention necessarily mm-hmm. of the energy to be scary to you so it's not a demonic energy it is just a powerful versus not as powerful, but because we all watch horror movies, right. instantly it's a demon. That's what it is. I mean, I've heard that too, right? Like, I take the example of, the, of bees. I'm terrified of bees, and they can sense that about me. So they're scared of me in turn because they can feel that. So they, like, want to sting me because they can feel the terror of me. So I think that's, like, with demons, spirits, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. They can, I think they're just as terrified necessarily of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's probably different versions, right? That aren't scared, but I would guess the majority are just as scared of us as we are of them. Well, and again, like if they're, if their intention isn't to scare us, that doesn't mean we're not going to be scared by it. Right, right, right. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to not talk about death or that realm or things being around, right? It's just like a reality. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think, um, I do know people that have lost people very close to them and Mm -hmm. they, it's not that they're necessarily scared to talk about that, but it's too um, emotional or too traumatic a little bit for them to talk about it. And I, I wish those people would talk about it a little bit more because then, you know, you can kind of get a sense of, do you feel energies? Do you feel things? You know, I, I haven't lost anyone very close to me, like a parent or a sibling or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of death. Uh, all my grandparents have died. My dad passed away, my cat of 22 years. So I've had a lot of death around me and it just doesn't scare me. Yeah. Um, I think because we, my my grandpa died when I was 12, so I was, you know, pretty young. And we just talked about it as a family. And, you know, when you have a parent pass, I think that's really the hardest. Like, he passed when he was really young, too. He shouldn't have died at that age, Um, especially now, right, with all advanced medicine. So it's kind of crazy. I'm not like in my 60s and my dad's like 80. So that was that that's brings me more to like that's a little harder. That's a yeah. little harder. I was not close to him, but that's still a little harder. But I will tell you, I visited him the day before he died the hospital and he did tell me he was very very religious. I am not. Okay. And he said I'm going to die tomorrow and I was like, mm, "Whatever." whatever and I woke up that morning and I was like yeah he's right he's gonna die I got a call an hour later from the hospital that he was going into cardiac arrest and it was a very interesting experience yeah I bet that is interesting tell you I was probably driving about 120 or so on the freeway because I was trying to get there before he actually did pass I didn't and I didn't care if I got a ticket obviously at that moment um but he passed before I got there. But it was very weird because I will tell you, 
I slowed down at one point when I was on my way to the hospital because I realized he had died. It was the weirdest thing. I'm even getting chills talking about it because when I got there, I asked what time he had died. And he had died just right around the time that I had slowed down on the freeway because I knew oh. I wasn't going to make it. You so, just knew. Yeah, yeah, this is that intuition you were yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was right around that time. I wasn't wow. going to make it. So. Oh, I'm sorry that It's interesting. Happened. You know, he's he's he was very, very sick. So, you know, it, it was time to go. But it's, so stuff like that. Um, I've seen my cat. I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. It's so, okay. <laughs> um, I have my cat of 22 years. His name is Tommy. And uh, kind of funny, my dad's name was Tom. And I wasn't close to him, but I named my cat after him. Who knows? Hmm. Maybe as a kid, I was like... My dad's the best. And then you grow up and you realize your parents are always that great. Yeah. Um, he had died and I had gotten my first apartment on my own. And I would always sleep with the TV on. That's how I fell asleep. And I remember I woke up one night. I thought it was because of the TV, but I heard a meowing. And I would sleep on the couch and the screen door was right next to the couch. And I heard a meowing and I thought it was the TV. And I looked and I saw Tommy, like, clear as day. And I ran to the screen door because I thought he needed to be let in. And then he was gone. So <laughs> that was very, I, rem I will forever remember that. And I've never, ever seen him ever again. So wow. I just think that was him maybe saying goodbye. But my, one of my friends is psychic, um, the one whose husband's going through this crisis, or ex-husband, mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my cats get crazy once a day. They go like crazy and jump up a wall and there's like nothing there for them to jump up to like a laser or anything. And my friend told me, this friend told me that it's Tommy visiting them to say hi and play with them for just like a few seconds, sometimes every day. I don't know. That's comforting. That's yeah. nice to think about, you know? Yeah. I, again, people are skeptical to each their own. But yeah, yeah. I've experienced that sort of thing too, where we've had a spirit in our house that I was, I grew up in and the cats jumped up on the side of the wall on this one particular side. Yep. So it, it's hard to see something like that and not deny that there's something that right. they're seeing or it reacting happens, to. Yeah. It happens about once a day. Wow. And it's specifically my little calico. She goes like out of control and jumps up a wall. Um, I don't know. And then I believe calm. in that. <laughs> she's calm. It, it's like maybe 30 seconds and then we're, and then she's done. Wow. I love so, that. It's quite interesting. I'm always like, oh, I guess Tommy's here to play. <laughs> um, let's go on to the next. Yes. What is your next? So, okay, I'm going to bring it to a little bit newer now. And just because I love the storylines. So I love the purges. Um, I'm going to oh. group them all into one. I love the storyline. Uh, this last one, I don't know if you've seen it, had a great storyline too. They aren't jump scares to me. So none of those masks or anything scare me. Mm -hmm. I just love the story behind it. Is the newest one the... Forever the, Purge. Is it where they're in the country? They're in Texas. Texas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It I haven't seen it. Great. Um, I just really like... And there's not jump scares or, mm -hmm. or I don't find anything jump scary, so don't quote me of something like jump scares. <laughs> but I just really like the background story um, of all of them. So 
I paid 20 bucks. I, I have to be convinced if I'm going to pay 20 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I know. Isn't like that it. funny how, yeah. how I, I'm the same as you? Even $5, you know? Yeah, like, even $5. This better be good. I have been wrong on two of them, and I was really upset. Um, a few little, what's it called? A, a few little things that had Denzel Washington and Jared Leto uh, in it. Yeah. Ter- I terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I spent 20 And then Kevin Bacon and Amanda Siegfried. Oh, you should have left. Uh, I paid. Yeah, no, sorry. The, oh, the, you, that's oh, what the movie's called. Oh, you should you, have you left. Sh- I think it isn't it. That's one with the house. It, it, it the difference or something. Yeah, um, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, it came it was, out like two years ago. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. So I'm just saying, I, I am wrong. But if I, <laughs> I love Denzel Washington and I love Kevin Bacon and Amanda Siegfried, so I really love them and I'm willing to like bet on the movie but i i am wrong sometimes um however anyway so i bet on the forever purge because i've liked them all and it was worth my 20 dollars. so i will give them always my top three unless they do otherwise if they continue and i hope they do i'm a sucker for trilogies franchises whatever okay (laughs) that's mine that's great i love it my uh my next horror's top screenplay is the movie anything for jackson oh i haven't heard of that you haven't heard oh Mm -mm. so this movie um let me get the description up here for you but they call it the canadian hereditary oh okay it it is so good it is so good uh let me just bring it so it's really recent it came out last year Yep, I just Googled it. Okay, so... How did a, you watch it? What what uh, chance? I, I watched it on my t- just on my TV. I um, This one came out during lockdown for us last year, so I couldn't go see it in the theater. Okay. Uh, so I watched it at home. Um, what streaming service do you remember? I might have just paid to rent it on On Demand. Okay. I can't remember. I think... It might. Oh, it's, it's on Shutter right now. It's free now. Yeah, is it Shutter? Okay. Yep. Yep. I have Shutter. I hundred percent recommend this movie. Okay. I, I also um, I have a podcast episode where I ended up having the writer Keith Cooper on it, and we that discussed. That is awesome. We discussed the movie, and I just you, I'm not going to say anything because I really want you to watch yeah, this I will. one. Definitely. But it is so psychologically horrifying the idea of it and then the visuals are just stunning stunning you won't you won't be scared there aren't any jump scares in this one for you if you don't scare easily but um I I just like it's so so well written it is so well executed they they filmed the whole movie in I think he said two weeks um, wow. it's a very, very short period of time and, uh, I highly recommend it. So well done. I already added it to my Amazon queue. So <laughs> Perfect. And anyone else go watch it if you haven't already and then report back. You have to let me know what you think of this one. Oh, for so sure. Good. It's so good. Oh, I, I, yeah, for sure. So what's your next choice? Well, it's funny you say that because I'm going to say hereditary. (laughs) That girl climbing the wall was absolutely. Okay. Modern day movies. That got me a little bit. That was that was a little bit heart pumping. Right. I will take that back. 
Uh, that did get me a little bit like, whoo! <laughs> um, yeah. gr- I-, I loved the story. The girl was scary as hell. Yeah. Like, she scared me. They did a great job. Yeah. Um, little kids, that little horror kids, scare me. Like, The Orphan, if you've seen that, with Maggie Gyllenhaal. You know, I don't think I have. Is Watch that. that. The, is that the Guillermo? Yes. Okay. I have. And it's interesting because the girl is really scary. And I think she plays like a teenager. It's been a while since I've seen this, so don't quote me. But she's actually like in her 20s or something. Oh, yes, I have seen that one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm getting a mix up with the orphan image. The orphan the is with the girl. So spoiler, if anyone's watching, it's with the girl and she's actually an adult. Is it that one? I'm looking this up. No, she's... no, it's the orphan. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. she is an adult. In real yeah, life. she is. And she is an adult. Movie. Yes. And in the movie, spoiler alert. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I loved that. Do you know they made a second one? Uh, no. But... Yeah. And she is back. Interesting. It's yes. not out yet, but um, yeah. Even I, the, yeah. the cover scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Little kids in horror. I know. I right. know. <laughs> Yeah, she was an adult, but it was interesting because, spoiler alert, I know you're going to do that, (laughs) but she played a little girl really good, even for being an adult in real life. I know. Well, I don't know if she was a full adult in real life. I feel Mm. like maybe she was, I don't know. I I would have to guess like a late teen, but the way that that storyline just hits you. That was a good one. I know. Um, that was good. Um, but Hereditary is yeah. definitely my fourth. That it's so well done. That got me. That yeah. that girl. Yeah. It's very well written. Yep. I'm on board with you on that one. And I sure. love Tony Coletti. So isn't she awesome? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But I also my... don't want to discount uh, Vera. I'm probably not going to say her last name right, so I won't even say it. Vera but, Farmiga? Is that how you say it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love her too. She's oh, absolutely she is wonderful. Spot on. Did you watch Bates Motel? Nope. I have not oh. watched that. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. So I'm not really big on TV shows. I like movies because they're like one and done and unless right. they're doing a franchise. So that's what I like. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And her sister was in The Nun. Mm-hmm. But I was really not impressed with it. No, I didn't like that movie either. The lady's scary, Bonnie, whatever her last name is. But the the woman who plays the nun, you mean? Who plays? Yeah, the woman who plays the nun. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they tried too hard in that movie. But I, I was very disappointed. Yeah, I Anyways. agree with you. So hereditary. My next uh, choice, which is one of your favorites and one of my favorites, is Us. Mm, okay. I I I'm just obsessed with Jordan Peele. And the level of detail in that movie, the intricacy, you can just, you feel it. You feel that this is a horror movie written by a horror fan for horror fans. Yeah. And I absolutely love that about this movie. So, yes, that's my next one as well. And (laughs) I'm not going to... So the only part that I, and I talked about, so if I talk about a movie like for a long time, I know it's a really good movie. I talked about that part, spoiler alert, the rabbits mm-hmm. uh, forever. Like I couldn't wrap my head around that part. That sort of slightly ruined it just a tad for me, but not enough to, I still loved it. I just got a little bit off track there. 
so you know what I found out about the rabbits? What's I found that? out a couple things, which um, I wonder if this is, you're going to hear my papers going here. Did I put that in uh, my notes for us? I didn't. Um, so us is one of my favorites as well. So I had to really dig deep to find some unknown facts about this movie. And what I found out a couple interesting things is Jordan Peele has a fear of white rabbits. And oh. that is why he started this movie off with those visuals because he wanted to set the tone of just fear, just fear inducing, like this is what he is afraid of and he's putting it out there and he's also afraid of the idea of doppelgangers. So that's why the rabbits are at the beginning of it, which I think is very cool. It's a weird fear, yeah. <laughs> I think, but I mean, I get it. They've got red eyes and... You know, they're, they're... I don't know. Rabbits are he neither here nor there for me. <laughs> me I, too, but... I, I, I don't have an opinion. Yeah. Really. Um, but the part... The um, fun house, I, I've always... I think those are always creepy when I go to them at fairs. Yeah. So I thought it started it out really creepy. And the faces that he had them make, right? Mm -hmm. That was, like, eerie. Again, Super not, like, eerie. make me shit myself or jump out of my seat but it was eerie it, it just eerie. gives you with it you, you're filled with the sense of like horror not not jump scare horror but just this overall feeling of discomfort right. the entire movie exactly yeah exactly and then you know the elizabeth moss and her family that was crazy yeah that was all like wild it was just it was Again, I loved it all. Just the rabbits were just confusing to me. So. <laughs> well, the level the level of metaphor in this movie really went above me. I didn't. I missed a lot of it. So, for example, I didn't realize that the empty hallways that they're running up and down mm -hmm. near the end is a metaphor for the emptiness of the internet. Oh, didn't I didn't know that either. <laughs> no, me neither. So that's why this movie is so impressive because basically every detail that is in that movie he has completely constructed from his brain he's a genius oh i agree with you he's i can't a genius. wait for the new one and i just have to say i think his wife is hilarious i used to watch her on world's dumbest so just a little bit of a... i don't know that show you don't no i don't i haven't had a lot of exposure to her aside from brooklyn 99 okay all right I'll have to go check it Look out. Look at it. It's really funny. So I didn't, I, I was like, oh my God, that's his wife. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is funny. It's She's so very, it's kind of. <laughs> it's, it's good humor too, right? Yeah. Like they're both, I don't know if you've ever watched any Key and Peele. I haven't. My husband did. He loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's really funny. But a lot of Jordan Peele's um, comedy is a little bit more sarcastic and a little bit more lowbrow. So that's why I think him and Chelsea are just such a good match. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hope she likes horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Kind of part of their world now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyways, that was a side note. I think she's super funny. Yeah, she's great. I agree with you. Um, my last favorite screenplay, and then I want to delve into the fun facts about your favorite movies. Alrighty. Is The Changeling. I now, could not get into that. So now this is not the one with Angelina. Oh, okay. All right. There is a movie from 1980 called The Changeling. And um, 
I can't say that it would necessarily hold up. So as an adult, I've watched it and it did not affect me the same way. But um, here, let me just bring up the description. So the description is, after the death of his wife and daughter in a car crash, a music professor staying at an old mansion is dragged into a decades-old mystery by an inexplicable presence in the mansion's attic. Mm. There, the, the, the screenplay is just beautifully written, and it's, the visuals are very cool. It deals with children, ghosts, and things like this. So it's, um, it's creepy. It's always stuck with me. It's very creepy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Angelina Jolie one was terrible, oh, in my opinion. That did not leave me feeling good. Mm-hmm. I did not like that movie. No. Yeah. No. No good. I mean, I do have to add a sixth one, just because it's a classic. Um, Silence of the Lambs, and we'll probably get into it, but part of it's based on Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. who my mom went to college with when he was at the University of Washington. So I always remember that. Well, yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he's the one that would have women help him in the movie, put furniture into the back of his car, and then he would always oh, have bu- them... Buffalo Bill? There you go. I knew it was a mm-hmm. B, and I could not think. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have them go in first and then shut the door on them, and my mom said that's how he would do it to some of the girls um, that she had heard about. Uh, so let's, let's, let's back it up a little bit. So your mom went to college with Ted Bundy. What, one of the colleges he went to went to many, yes. But when he was at the University of Washington, she was in some classes with him. That's crazy. And was, he was, was going to be a doctor. Was this at the time that he was yeah, on active. his murder spree? Yes. Whoa. He had killed... It was her friend's cousin's friend. So like a line of people, but that she indirectly knew somebody he had killed up. um, It's a very remote area up here in Washington. He had thrown this girl in a ditch and they had found her up there. So very loosely knew someone of someone of someone who had been murdered by him. But she told me he was gorgeous. Females were enamored with him. And I guess that's the 80s look, because I, <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't look like anything particularly to me. I wonder, or 70s, whatever. I, I wonder if, it, if he had a, a kind of swag when he, he walked around have. or confidence. I know, I'm the same as you. Like, he I'm had looking, to. I'm looking at his pictures again, and... That's what women say, that he was amazing looking. And I look at his pictures and go, really? Well, and he also wanted to be a doctor. So my mom said that was, like, so sexy back then. You know, this going to be this rich guy saving people's lives. So I think there was a lot into it that he probably, like you said, he had the swagger. So he's like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to save lives. I'm going to have this big mansion for you. I don't know. But, yeah, she was like... I didn't know anyone that wasn't attracted to him. I was like, whoa. I go, did you actually talk to him? So she didn't talk to him. She just was in class with him, a couple of classes. I don't know. Was it a, was it a shock to her when she found out? Oh, yes. My mom is very, like, how do I describe it? She's very on the straight and narrow. So I think for her to even find somebody that's a killer attractive probably 
totally disturbed her. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, and I was like thinking, Mom, he wasn't even attractive, so don't even like worry about it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm trying to think of who would be a universally attractive man now that if we were to find out was a serial um, killer. I don't know. George Clooney? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think like Brad Pitt back in the yeah. day. It's true. I would sure. be I would be bummed if he was a serial killer. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it'd be Brad Pitt back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'd be mine, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I know. So, anyways, I, I always find that, and I don't have, like, this grand story, but it mm-hmm. is interesting that my mom was in some classes with a renowned serial killer. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's... <laughs> That's not just, like, a small blip. He was yeah, huge. And she did tell me that if he had asked her to do the, the furniture situation, like um, Buffalo Bill portrayed in the movie, she would have done it, too. Because he was just, like, oh, all the girls. It was like they were all in high school or something all over again. They just, like, all fawned on him. So Crazy. Yeah. And... I was reading, and he does have one child, and that child changed her name and everything, mm. which I'm sure I would, too. Yes, I would, for sure. Um, so it's like, God, you had a child and set them up for disaster for life. <laughs> so they had no to go change kidding. their identity. Um, so that's Crazy. really the extent of the 10 Bundy and my mom situation. But, yeah, he was super smart. He was very, very smart, she said. Didn't he represent himself in court he as did. well? Yeah. He did. Yep. Um, and he seemed, I mean, he's a horrific person, but he does seem intelligent. Look what he did. He mm-hmm. got away with it for a very long time. It's true. Uh, so Very true. Just, I, and I think that's why he moved, obviously, a lot, right? I don't think he was at the University of Washington for very long. Yes, that's right. Anything that I've seen about him, he was moving around a lot, kind of until he got married, didn't he? And then that sort of... I think something like that, yeah. Shifted him a little bit. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your three favorite horror movies. My three favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll remind you so you remember. Remind this, me. This always happens. I'll ask people and they have more than three. And I okay. get that. I get that. Okay, remind me. So we're going to talk about Pet Cemetery, which okay. obviously you've, you've mentioned. And yep. then Don't Breathe. Yep. And then Us. Yes. So you, you've already mentioned that Pet Cemetery was one of your first horror yep. experiences. And yeah, that, that of course would stick with you for sure. Yep. And then uh, we got us. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to tell you a couple of fun facts. You you might oh. already know them about Pet Cemetery. I did not. Oh, okay. Um, so the first was that George Romero was working with Stephen King on this movie. They spent more than a year working on the script. And then one of the producers came on board with a fixed schedule. And George Romero could not make it work. Hmm. So he had to bow out and the female director ended up coming in and apparently George Merrill was really disappointed. I had no idea he was going to work on this movie or was working on it. Didn't know either. I know. I know. Yep. Um, The sister Zelda was played by a boy. A young boy. 
I know. Either. I know. <laughs> I know. I love looking up the fun facts. Mm-hmm. And then, so this movie was inspired by true events. Mm. So not only did Stephen King's daughter's cat, Smokey, get killed on the highway near their home in Maine, but Stephen King had a neighbor who heavily resembled Judd, who had a pet cemetery in the woods near his home. So I did know that. I, I like to see some of the reasons why he writes what he does, and mm. I did know that one. About That's the, so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, so us. You, like, yeah, I was super, super stoked that you have this on your list because I've never met anyone else that loved it as much as I did. Yeah, I really think you either like it or you really don't like it. Um, so, I again, I think that the rabbits was just the thing that threw me off. Other than that, I think it was just a really great metaphoric movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very creepy. I didn't feel any jump scares, but just that very eerie. Like in Get Out. I liked Get Out, but this was just, I thought, a lot more creepy. Oh, for so... sure. Yeah, yeah, different levels of creepiness. Like Get Out is, um, like, it, it's an easier movie to watch. Yeah. I find Us, this is going to sound maybe very rude, but it isn't meant to necessarily, but Us is an intellectual horror movie. So yeah. if you don't get on board with the metaphors and the social commentary aspect of it, a lot of people struggled watching this movie. I think Jordan Peele is very advanced intellectually. Oh, and hugely. I think he's going after that audience. So without knowing him, I would say he doesn't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wants that audience. I love that. Right? I love that about him. That's why his movies are, yeah. are as good as they are. Yeah. And I, hope, I hope he keeps going down that Because you go for your audience, right? Like, even with my clothing line, if I tried to have everyone like it, that just wouldn't work. Yes. You, you just, you have to pick your audience and be okay that that's the audience that likes it. It's true. It's very true. You have a niche audience, but yeah, I love being a part of that audience. Yes, I like your thank you. <laughs> I'm in marketing, so I got to think that way. Of course. Of course you do. <laughs> so some small fun facts about us. So Jordan's fear of doppelgangers inspired this movie. He said that he always had a vision of seeing himself across the subway platform. And he kind of thought, if that's not creepy enough, what if the other you sort of smiled at you? Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's creepy. That's very creepy. Um, Another fact is Lumpita Nyong'o worked with a doctor, a vocal therapist, and a dialect coach to develop a speech pattern Hmm. for that movie, which is similar to someone diagnosed with something called spasmodic dysphoria, I think, which I didn't realize. So it is a disorder that causes spasms in the throat muscles, which results in vocal distortion. I can barely learn a new language. I know, let alone vocal distortion. I know, isn't that incredible? Yeah, I remember, I totally forgot about that. She did speak very creepy. Yeah, I, and knowing that, now I can't make up my mind, like, is that character meant 
to have that disorder or is it because they didn't speak when they were down there? I, I, I would think the non-speaking, right? Like, I think that if you don't, you know how you don't speak for a while, let's say you have your sore throat or something, it, it's so hoarse. It's true. I, I think that you don't know your own voice or how to articulate things. So I would imagine it's very, the way she spoke, like. Yeah, it seems like so. it would be accurate. It's true. Mm-hmm. I would guess that way. Um, another fun fact that I liked is Peel included three references to Corey Feldman in this movie. I think I knew that, but tell me the references. So the first one is more obvious one where they're filming Lost Boys on the Boardwalk and they mention it when they're walking around mm-hmm. in, in the carnival. The second one was from when little Adelaide is wearing a Michael Jackson, Jackson thriller shirt. Apparently that is not a reference to Michael Jackson, but it's a reference to Corey Feldman's friendship with Michael Jackson. Okay. Which I didn't know. I knew they were friends. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Who knew? And the third is, um, there is a quote from the Goonies, which I guess he said that they said in us, it's, it's our time now. Didn't have no idea. <laughs> I know. I, 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 again, this is Jordan Peele just blowing my mind with his mm-hmm. intricate details. I love it. Yep. And then your third favorite is Don't Breathe. So tell me why yes. you like this one. This one, again, is just super climactic. It just, I mean, this guy, I totally am spacing on his name. To be able to play this whole movie blind mm-hmm. and just listening, just using one sense to be able to determine where someone is just anything is blows my mind it was so good Mm -hmm. I just I just thought it was and it wasn't jump scares to me either it was just a slow like burn but in a very good way it just makes you think that you think you need all your senses but when you lose one that's so important you can still your body can still function Mm -hmm. and it still brings in that fight or flight which I think is fascinating. Like I, um, I ha- sign language is what I did in college. And it's very interesting because even though she couldn't hear my teacher, she could sense when you were talking because you were never supposed to talk in her class. So even if her back was to you, she could still sense if you were talking and would turn around and like wow. put her finger to her lips. So it's just, it's very interesting um, when you lose something that you depend on or never had and your other senses are just 10 times more heightened so i found that fascinating yeah it's super interesting i, I agree with you mm-hmm. and the, the twist in that movie too i know i can't wait to see number two it just came out so i haven't gotten yeah. to see it yet yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I was My sister and I have been talking about going to see this one this week, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little hesitant because the, tw- the, the movie didn't go... The, like, the second one doesn't look like it went in a direction I thought it would. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Did you see the preview for it? Yes, yes. I'm just... I'm not sure what I think yet. I hope it does as well as I want it to. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 looked like an action movie. Yeah, I can I can, yeah I can see that. 
I just thought the first one was phenomenally done. Yeah, I, incredible yeah. actor. You yeah. know, just yeah, imagine having so to turn creepy. off your eyes, your your sight. For a movie. well, apparently, the contacts he wore were so clouded that he really struggled to be able to even see while they were oh, filming. Okay. I know. I love that. Interesting. And that just adds another layer to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how many takes they would have had to do for some of those scenes. Knowing I don't know. that. It's just, it's wild. I just I loved it. So, two fun facts on this one. Didn't find tons, so they're not incredibly thrilling. Oh, that's fine. But, <laughs> but so the director, Fetty Alvarez, noted that. This film was a reaction to his debut film, which was the Evil Dead remake. Apparently, he received criticism that Evil Dead had too much blood. So this movie, in contrast, has a lot less blood and focuses on suspense over shock. (laughs) It was very suspenseful. Oh, big time. Um, Great job. Mm -hmm. I don't know who said there was too much blood, but who cares? In Evil Dead, did you see the remake? I haven't, no. Oh, it's so good. It is yeah. such a good remake. You you need to it's it got a different ending. Okay. I would I highly recommend watch it. it. Yeah, highly recommend that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also didn't know this, but it was primarily shot in Hungary. Oh my god. <laughs> Even I, though it I, takes place in Detroit. I was just gonna say I, I it totally looked like Detroit to me. I know. All right. <laughs> Who knew? I'm my family's Hungarian, so that, that was a yeah. shock to me. I had no okay. idea. I know. Well, that's interesting. Well, you're gonna have to go see the second one, and then let me know, and we're gonna have to talk about it because oh, for sure, it's definitely one you need to watch. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely go see that. I'm more due to the pandemic. I love watching movies in the comfort of my home now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about where you live, but it's now almost $40 to go to a movie. Yeah. So I'd rather risk my $20 on something than going to the theater. Plus, I can sit here, pause the movie, have to go to the bathroom, you know, all those luxuries you don't get at the theater. And they yep. come out pretty quickly anyways to oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazon or Netflix or whatever. So They do, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Plus, then you don't have to. I mean, not that you have to wear any particular clothing to the theater, but most of the time, you don't want to go in your pajamas without yeah, a bra, exactly. without your hair done in That's some usually capacity. Me. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas it. right now. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of yeah. being at home. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for being here today and talking about everything. I cannot wait to to hear more about the screenplay you're writing because that sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. Once I can get it all down, it'll be amazing.
and so I would yeah. Well